Merry Christmas. <laughs> so glad you guys came out today. Um, we thought, well, we'll try and see if anybody I do, do want to, to encourage you on this Christmas. One of the things that I told the staff and, and uh, family and, and many of you is we really need Christmas this year. Amen. When we began the year, we never knew that we would be entering into a time uh, that we have. Uh, and the things that we've gone through, the, the changes, the uh, everything that surrounded the pandemic, but there was other things as well. It, it affected us in so many different ways. And it's been a year of uncertainty. Uh, I know for many of you, uh, wondering what's going to happen. Uh, as we enter into a new year, what direction is uh, the year going to go? When is this going to be over? Um, there has been times where perhaps We've been overwhelmed, and I know for me, when you hear all the news and everything that was taking place, and it wasn't just about COVID, uh, everything that came with it, uh, the services we did this around here, ashes falling on us, uh, all the, the things that we saw going on culturally and in our nation, and it's been quite a year, and so I pray that Christmas really touches our hearts more than um, it has in a long, long time. Because as we look at the Christmas story, it was a time of uncertainty. It was a time where um, those who were around were afraid. And we see that as, as we begin to look at the Christmas story. We know that uh, it began with the angel coming to Mary and announcing to her that young ladies is young godly young woman who lived in Nazareth. Nazareth was a little town, a little insignificant place in, in northern Galilee, matter of fact. Josephus, the Jewish historian, when he names some of the cities in Galilee, over 200 villages, he doesn't name Nazareth. And so here she is, and all of a sudden she gets a visit from the angel Gabriel in Luke chapter 1. I'll read it to you. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. So here is Mary betrothed to Joseph. What that means is they were in an engagement period where Mary and Joseph, they, they were considered husband and wife, but it would be more like the engagement period that we see couples today. They, they didn't live together. Uh, they didn't begin their life together as, as husband and wife. But here is Mary, probably 16, 17 years old, and all of a sudden this angel, Gabriel, Gabriel's associated with messages concerning the coming of Messiah. And comes to Mary, and have him come in. The angel said to her, Rejoice highly favored. The Lord is with you, blessed are you among women. And when she, and when she saw him, she was, was troubled at his saying, and considered what manner of greeting this was. And the, and the angel said to her, Do not, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth the Son. And you shall call his name Jesus, and he will be great and be called the Son of the Highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over all the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary, you don't have to be afraid, because you are going to be giving birth to the Son of God. His name shall be called Jesus, Yahshua, the Lord thy salvation. 
and he's going to reign over Israel, and he's the savior of the world. But we know that the story continues as Joseph. Joseph was a just man. He was he is very betrothed to Joseph. I'm sure they're making plans, right? They're making plans about their life together and uh, all of this and the planning and the uh, hopes and the dreams and all of that that went with it. Just as many of you, when we began this year, that you had hopes, you had dreams, you planned, and all of a sudden everything was unraveled. All of a sudden, you know, plans were canceled. Things had changed. Some of the key words for us this year was patience and adapt and, and all of this. And Joseph, all of a sudden, he gets word that this godly young woman that he is espoused to, betrothed to, that all of a sudden she's with child. Can you imagine what was going through his mind? Can you, Can you imagine the fear that he's going through? through? We, know we know that he's afraid because it's the angel that comes to him now and tells him, don't, don't be afraid. afraid. We know, we know that, that I'm sure that, that he's wondering that the uncertainty that is before him. And we read that the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows after his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found a child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceiving her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth the Son, and she shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which spoken by the Lord through the prophets, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. And so for all these months, there in that little town, of, of Nazareth, you know, you know it's a difficult time for them. Joseph, he takes Mary, he, he doesn't put her away secretly, uh, they continue with the espousal period, and, and you know that as the weeks pass and as the months pass, Mary begins to show that she is with child. People are gossiping, no doubt. People are snickering. People are beginning to pass the news around that Mary is with child. They don't understand the story like we do. That she's conceived of the Holy Spirit, that Jesus is virgin born. And I'm sure that they have to deal with all of that and all the attitudes being looked at and judged and things like that. We know that that would continue all through Mary's life. We see hints of that in the scriptures. And all of a sudden, as we see that she is carrying the Christ child full term, this, this, this decree comes out. And that's where the Christmas story comes. That in Luke chapter 2, it came to pass in those days that the decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. The census took place while Rowenus was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. So Joseph also went up Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which was called Bethlehem, because he was the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered, and she brought forth her first son. 
wrapped, wrapped them in swaddling clothes, laid them in a manger, manger because, because there was no room for them. them. I pray, I pray this Christmas story, we're all familiar with this story, aren't we? But that it would touch our hearts in a deeper way than ever before. Because imagine this, you know the same timing as everything. And I'm sure here is Mary, all these months, all these weeks, they're trying to plan, putting up with the snickering, the gossipy, and all of a sudden the emperor makes this decree that everybody has to be in transition to go register in the place of their ancestry for new taxes and also for this new census that's going to be taken. And Joseph and Mary from the house of David have to go to Bethlehem because David was from Bethlehem. So they, so they have, have to, to travel, travel while she is full term in her, in her pregnancy. Can you, Can you imagine, imagine perhaps, perhaps they're thinking, why, why now? Why, why would this, this happen? happen? I mean, this, I mean, this is, is going to be difficult. difficult. They, they have, have to travel. travel. She's, She's probably sitting on the back of a, of a, of a donkey or something for 90 miles. That's about from here to Laramie, Wyoming. Nine months pregnant. They, they come down, down thinking, you know, you know we, we don't know anybody here in town. town. So, so they, they get to Bethlehem. Finally, after the difficult journey, she's, she's about ready, ready to deliver the Christ, Christ child. And there's, and there's no, no room for them in the end. There's, there's no, no room, room for them in the private houses. They've they got to do something quickly. Have you, Have you ever had that why now? Or why does this COVID happen this year? We had so many plans. Or why this difficulty? Or why this trial? Why, Why this situation that I'm facing? Why right now? And we begin to think that maybe God isn't working or he doesn't care or he doesn't see. But God was working. And God wanted his son to be born in Bethlehem, as predicted by the process of 700 years before this. Saying that his son would be born at the house of bread. That's what Bethlehem means, the bread of life. And so, and so he, he puts that, that into the mind of Caesar Augustus, who is the most powerful man on the face of the earth. He was in control. The Lord was in control. That there's going to be a census. There's going to be new taxes. So everybody's in transition. I imagine the roads are jammed with travelers. They get into Bethlehem. She is going into labor, beginning to show signs. And they've got to do something quickly. So on the edge of town somewhere, they find an animal enclosure. And if you go to Bethlehem today, we've done that in our trips, that they have caves that are around Bethlehem that they use for animal enclosures. And there's a manger that was there. They were cut out of stone. You can see even today. And as they're carved out of stone, they were feeding troughs or they put water in it. And all of a sudden, it's such an alone story. Mary normally would have midwives around her, the women in the village helping her. She is all alone. She brought forth her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes. She laid him in a manger. I'm sure Joseph was there to help as much as he could. And all of a sudden, this miracle happened that is so incredible. You gotta picture this. And, and here is the creator of the universe that was born in that little place on that night 2,000 years ago. And he came for a purpose. He wasn't born at the palaces of, of Rome. He wasn't born even at the temple in Jerusalem that was elevated 
and the, and the angel, angel says that I, that I have a message for you. For behold, I bring, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all peoples, not just the shepherds, not just to the people of Israel, but to all peoples. For there is born to you in this day the city of the Savior, who is Christ the Lord. You know, when that heavenly host into that manger and saw the face of Jesus and Christ, they must have marveled. They must have thought, oh, the love of God, that he would come to this world. And we, and we don't, don't have, have to be afraid, afraid as, as we end this year, year as, as we enter into the new year, year because, because we have, have the Savior of the world. He's in, in our hearts. And we, and we celebrate, celebrate his birth. And he came, came for a purpose. And it, and it is, is true, true what, what Joseph was told, told, that this is a fulfillment of Emmanuel, God, God with, with us. And he, he's, he's with you. He's, he's with you this Christmas, Christmas and he's with us in this new year. And he promised he'll never leave us and forsake us. God is with us, Emmanuel. And it was first given 700 years before this, so that the king of Judah would be established. And as we know that he is with us, we will be established. And knowing that Emmanuel, he hasn't left us. He's in control. Caesar does not he's in control. He was just a puppet in the hands of God who wanted to work to get Joseph and Mary in Bethlehem so that his son would be born. Caesar Augustus wasn't in control. Herod the Great wasn't in control. The religious leaders weren't in control. The Lord was in control. And on the throne, and he's in control today. He's in, he's in control of the affairs of this world. He's, he's in control of your life and of this, this church. And we can rejoice in it. And we can, we can have peace and good and rest, rest and all, and all of that, that is spoken of during this time, time of the year because, because we, have we have Christ. And he and came even, even as, as Joseph, Joseph was Jesus. Jesus. And he, he will save his, his people from, from their sins. sins. The greatest need was not to be saved from Caesar Augustus or Herod the Great. It was to be of sin. And we have been saved of sin. And you know what? Rome can't hurt us. Herod the Great can't hurt us. We have Jesus Christ in this world and he will come back again. And he promised to. And we can celebrate Christmas this year. Because, because of that. that. All right. Maybe, Maybe that won't cut out so much. I pray that, that the Christmas story will really, really touch our hearts in a deeper, deeper way. You know, we go through a lot of routines during Christmas. Normally, this year is different. different. There's, There's the shopping and baking, and I know that's all still part of it. There's the busyness, and usually there's school pageants and plays and all of this that we haven't had to really deal with this year. But this Christmas Eve, when we leave this place, even as the shepherds, it's very uh, interesting that they left. Mary pondered all these things in her heart, and then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. As we leave this place, May we, May we truly, truly be praising, be praising God, God this year. Because, because we have, have the Savior of the world that's in our hearts. hearts. And there and was there a reason why Jesus came. came. That, that is to save us from sin. Amen. 
the greatest need of any man or any woman is to be saved of sin as he would go to a cross. And as he hung on that cross, he made atonement for our sins. And he's provided forgiveness. And that's, and that's why, why we celebrate, celebrate the birth of Jesus, Jesus the coming of our, of our Lord. Lord. In the, in the fullness, fullness of time, as Paul writes in Galatians, there was the giving of his Son, that, that we might be able to cry out the spirit of adoption, Abba, Father, be forgiven of sin, have the hope of eternal life, and have a relationship with the Father. And we have the free gift of salvation, the greatest gift of all, and that is... We have, we have reconciliation, reconciliation with the Father through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And, I and I pray that this Christmas, that that would be in our front of our hearts and our minds as we gather with whoever you do. And as, and as we go about our Christmas celebration and into New Year, that truly good tidings of great joy will be in our hearts because born unto us a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And I, and I pray, pray that, that it would never lose its impact on us. And, and next, next week, week here's, here's the, 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 the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing. thing. Next, next week on New Year's Eve, we're going to talk about his second coming because he promised to come back for us. And he promised to take us home to be with him. And so the message next week is we don't have to be troubled. We don't have to be shaken in mind. But we have the promise of his return. Listen, I believe that the Lord desires to really comfort us in all the uncertainty and maybe the fear you might have. Because we do have certainty. Salvation through Jesus Christ who died on the cross for our sins. We do have the, the, the uh, opportunity to be established because God is with us and His promises given to us. And not only is we trust Him, but rest in Him. He's working in our lives. He's in control. Amen. And as, and as next, next year we'll be gathering, gathering. I'm so glad to see you guys. He wants, he wants to work in your life and your family and then this church life, uh, the family that we gather here during the week. And he wants to do so much in the days in which we're living in. But I pray that you, truly, that you rejoice in your heart this Christmas season. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you so much for us to be able to gather on this beautiful day. And I just... Thank, Thank you for the patience of everyone and, and, and Lord, just being able to do this because it isn't about pageants and all of this. It's about you. And Lord, just celebrating that Jesus Christ came to this world because of his love for us. And in these times of uncertainty and in these times of where we doubt or we're overwhelmed or we can become afraid, we don't have to. Because, because you, you are, are in our lives, lives and you and you've saved, saved us from sin. sin. And then, Lord, your promises are true, and you're, and you're in control. You're on, you're on the throne, and you told us you won't leave us as orphans. So, Father, Father, I pray that this Christmas it would be more real, the coming of Jesus, touching our hearts in a deep, deep way, to bring, to bring us the peace that we need, the joy, the good will. All those, All those things, things are spoken of, but really, really truly, truly can't be experienced without, without you. And Father, Father, I want to pray if there's anyone here that you've never made a commitment to Jesus Christ. There is, there is a reason why he came. He was, he was born, born in Bethlehem and laid in a manger. He 
became, became for a purpose, and that is to save you from your sins. And it came, it came by as Jesus went to a cross and died on that cross. He died for you, for your sins, made atonement for your sins, and he was put into a grave. And he rose again after three days, and he's alive. He's alive. He's alive. And salvation comes through faith in him. He is the Savior of the world. There's no other Savior. You can't, you can't save, save yourself, the church, church can't save you. And no, no one else. It's not, it's not being good. good. It's, it's recognizing that Jesus came because, because of his love for you. And that he died on that cross for you to save, to save us from sin. Because, because all of us have sinned, and the wages of sin is death. But, but the, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, Christ the free gift of salvation as we come in faith. If you've never made a commitment to Christ, you can have the greatest gift of all, salvation. As you ask for forgiveness and surrender your life to Jesus, will you do that? Will you do that as this is Christmas? If that means anything to anyone here, you can write where you are in the sincerity of your heart. You can say, Jesus, I understand you came for a reason. That is to die for my sins, to save me from my sins. So I come to you and I ask that you would forgive me. I ask that you would be my personal Lord and Savior because you conquered sin and death on the cross. You rose from the grave and you're alive. And I ask that, Lord, that you would sit upon the throne of my heart as my personal Lord and Savior. I thank you for saving me, for forgiving me. I thank you for this free gift of salvation. Thank you for this certainty of your word and your promises of salvation that forgives us that comes through you. I thank you in Jesus' name. And for everyone here, Lord, that you bless us our Christmas. Time with our children, with our families, friends, how we're going to do that. And I pray a blessing upon this church family. Lord, through all the maneuvering and everything, and being separated so much this year, that that time would come very soon that we can gather together freely. And Lord, we just pray that you would show yourself strong on our behalf, our families, and your church. As we finish this Christmas season and enter into a new year, and in Jesus' name we pray. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. So glad that you came out. A couple quick things. We'll be gathering on Sunday, 8, 9, 30, 11 o'clock, as we continue through Matthew. Um, there is the coffee shop that's going to be open if you want to grab a coffee to go. You're certainly welcome to do that. And the kids should have a little gift uh, bag. I'm sure most of them have them. Yes, that's good. I see it. Yeah. And uh, so make sure that they get one of those. We are going to sing Silent Night, right? So I know it's not night, but we're going to sing it anyway. Okay? So why don't you stand and sing Silent Night?
Merry Christmas, everyone.